You are now listening to Swim, the podcast. Welcome to episode three, Join the Party. With the last couple of weeks that I've had, I felt that it was appropriate to speak on mental health. Don't cringe, you can probably relate. Our mental health, along with our emotional and physical health, play a major role in our day-to-day lives. The way we interact with others and our perception of the world is unique to our own experiences. We create these experiences in the mind first, therefore the quality of your mental health manifests your reality. If your mental health status is more on the positive side, then you can expect healthy, fulfilling experiences. If you aren't as lucky, your mental health issues can show up as poor communication, procrastination, codependency, and many other things. Years ago, it was uncommon for mental health to be acknowledged, let alone talked about on public platforms. With heavy thanks to social media, nowadays terms like anxiety, PTSD, depression, and ADHD are thrown around like confetti. It's good to see these mental health issues being highlighted, but what can be done about it from a collective standpoint? I suggest we get talking. We need real conversations about real situations in order to create better awareness about mental health. We can't just keep sharing memes about how screwed up we all are. I mean, we can, and on some days I really need those laughs. But seriously, these things should be spoken about just as openly as we do sports and fashion. But please, hold the criticism. We need not assume that mental illness targets a specific group of people. In fact, they occur in all age ranges and ethnicities. Regardless of demographics, the effects of poor mental health on our bodies and relationships tend to correlate in some fashion. I'm not going to pretend to have all the answers, and I won't read off a bunch of statistics to you, but I will use this opportunity to shed some light on things I've noticed in myself and amongst my peers. If your battle with mental health is filled with days where getting out of bed or completing an overdue assignment would be the biggest accomplishments, guess what? That's okay. Due to some recent changes in my personal life, my anxiety has been on 100,000, okay? My train of thought is already like that of a squirrel, and I was somewhere between manic and depressive. Imagine being in this space while having to run a growing business, homeschooling the children, amongst other motherly duties, and look for a new home, all while remembering to take care of myself. It seemed like my to-do list was growing by the minute, and all I could do was watch. I thought about the things I had to do so much to the point where I felt like it was already done. There were orders that needed to be shipped, inventory was still waiting to be ordered, I slacked off on homeschooling and I was sitting on content for this podcast as if someone was going to record it for me. Now that that's taken care of, I feel like I can breathe again. I used to beat myself up for stuff like that, but over time I realized that when one area of my life becomes hectic, it's hard for me to show up as my best self until things are back in order. Now I know I just need to take a step back to recharge. In the past, I would just keep pushing through without processing what was happening I would literally be up for days at a time, braiding, catching up on orders, and working a full-time job. The stress was so bad that I began to have terrible headaches and jabbing sensations in my scalp. I was so concerned that I ended up at a neurologist, and I don't do doctors, just for him to tell me I was stressed out. That is why I have no problem taking time for me, especially when it comes to the work that I do. If source says rest, I'm a rest. I won't create products, braid hair, or conduct readings when my energy is disturbed. It's not fair to myself or my clients. 
that's not to down talk anyone who does. I admire you for being able to still create in that space. It's just a boundary that I've created for myself in order to avoid being burnt out or engaging in unequal energy exchange. I need that time for me to sit with my emotions and really feel what I'm going through before getting back to the grind. At times, it's as simple as me having too much on my plate. And while I know I manifested all of this, there's no dollar amount, group of people, or likes on social media that are worth my mental health, or yours either. If you feel burnt out, explore your resources to see how you can lighten your load. Hyperindependence is a real issue, and asking for help does not make you a weak individual. Your vision deserves support, so don't deny yourself that. Not to mention, you can even align yourself with the help you need by expressing your concerns. Some people, like myself, prefer not to label our mental health issues, which could be a blessing and a curse depending on who you're venting to. Which goes back to the point I made in episode 2 about having the right people at your round table. If you're addressing your mental health issues and the people in your circle try to downplay your struggle or make you feel bad for setting boundaries, they are not your people. I don't care if it's your mother or your best friend of 20 years. Everyone is not meant to be present in every chapter of your life. Your real people, though, they're going to uplift you. I'm talking about the ones who can tell when something is off by the tone of your voice. Those are the people you need in your corner. And no, I'm not encouraging you to use your loved ones as a crutch, but I am encouraging you to include them in your journey. I feel like this is important because the signs of needing help run deeper than appearance. Just because someone looks very well put together doesn't mean their brain isn't having a party. That's what we call bad mental health moments in my family. The moments where everything around you is okay, but your mind is on overload, busy daydreaming or creating scenarios that don't even exist. This creates a disconnect from the present moment. What's in front of you no longer matters and it's you against your thoughts. When you feel like your brain's having a party, take some time to get grounded by practicing breath work or meditation. It doesn't have to be dramatic. You can start with the 478 method. To do this, inhale for 4 seconds, hold at the top of the breath for 7 seconds, then slowly exhale through the mouth for 8 seconds. Do this with intention. Picture your breath flowing through your body, collecting any negative energy and releasing it when you exhale. Repeat this until you feel a sense of calm. And you don't have to wait until the heat of the moment to practice breath work. It's also a great way to start your day as it increases awareness of the mind, body, and spirit. If this sounds like you, join the party. Start taking note of your moods by journaling your feelings and reactions to certain things. Though anxiety and other mental issues affect everyone differently, getting familiar with your triggers and addressing them before the mood sets in can help you avoid situations that put strain on your mental health. For example, my older sister Shannon has been diagnosed with mild depression and anxiety within the last few years. This has led to panic attacks and discomfort throughout her body. Triggers for these conditions can be just about anything. One of her more common triggers usually shows up towards the end of the weekend. Mondays are really busy at her job and she can already start to feel the pressure on Sunday. To help cope with the stress, she detaches from the idea of having a hectic day and redirects her energy by creating ways to help her day run smoothly. Being mindful of that trigger has helped her develop more of a routine on the weekends while preparing for the week ahead. I admire her efforts to maintain such good time management. I really do. Giving yourself some alone time before getting your day started just to be still and connect with yourself can really change your experience for the day. Try starting off with positive affirmations and learn to incorporate little perks like your favorite tea or some upbeat music to enjoy before heading out. 
Then we also have people who are at a different point on the spectrum, like my younger sister, Natasha. She was aware of her mental health issues at a young age. Over the years, she has had constant battles with severe bipolar depression and anxiety. I've witnessed her extremes firsthand. On a positive note, she was able to transmute some of that energy through her passion for food with her business, Auntie's Kitchen. Unfortunately, that same energy that led to creating a business has also led to multiple suicide attempts. While she does acknowledge that based on experience, by the time someone usually reaches that point, it's up to them to change their mind, her advice to you is to always seek help and to do it early, no matter how well you seem to be coping with your issues. The rewiring that needs to be done isn't always something that can be dealt with on your own. For help finding mental health resources, call the NAMI helpline at 1-800-950-6264. If you're in a crisis, call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. If you're unable to find the help you need or prefer not to seek professional help, at least turn to your tribe for support. Even without having a clinical diagnosis, opening up about your experiences to others Create space for understanding, growth, and solutions. That's the goal with my coaching sessions I offer. It's like an informal therapy session with your long-lost best friend. I do this as a part of my livelihood, but if you're in a position where you can't afford a session with me, don't hesitate to reach out if you need my help. All I ask is that you respect my time by returning the energy in a balanced way. There's even different support groups you can find online too, which is a great tool for people with limited resources or those who aren't ready for in-person therapy sessions. Whatever support looks like to you, seek that. In the meantime, I'd like to leave you with some affirmations to support your mental health. Feel free to write them down so you can use them again later. I am grateful for another chance at life today. I am not my diagnosis. I am bigger than my mental health issues. I am worthy of my heart's desires, even on my worst days. I have endless support and guidance from the universe. I surround myself with people who love and understand me. I am enough at all times. Ashe. If you made it this far, thank you for listening. I hope you found a jewel or two. If you'd like to support my podcast, you can do so by purchasing swimwear at groundedessentialsllc.com swim. Receive 15% off when you use the code episode three. Also, go follow me on Instagram at swimthepodcast and Facebook at swim. That's the at symbol S-W-Y-M. That's where you'll find any updates and engagement posts for my episodes. While you're there, go follow my business page at Grounded Essentials LLC. I'll be having some amazing deals on skincare and braids throughout the end of the year, so stay tuned. Peace, family.